It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, following up on Vince's discussion of the Dodgers pitchers and catchers on yesterday's episode, I will be discussing the current state of their infield and outfield. I'm ready to talk about Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and the rest of the boys, so let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Dodger fans. This is Locked On Dodgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every day. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, subscribe in all those places and never miss a day because you, you know we're not going to. If this is your first time listening or watching, my name is Jeff Snyder and my co-host is Vince Semperio, although it will just be me today. Vince and I are lifelong Dodger fans just like you and we've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. We're not quite insiders, which is good, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Go ahead and smash that subscribe button as the kids say, and let's talk some Dodgers. So as I mentioned at the top, we are going to be talking about pitchers and catchers. Uh, No, Vince talked about pitchers and catchers. We're going to be talking about infielders and outfielders today. Um, And I guess kind of leading into this news, there was word on Wednesday, uh, Chipper Jones was quoted talking about Freddie Freeman, and you know, caveat. He said it had been a little uh, a little while since he had talked to Freeman, but last time he talked to Freeman, basically Freddie Freeman was not happy with the offer the Braves made to him, and Chipper Jones implied that the Dodgers and other big spenders have been courting Freddie Freeman, and uh, it's not a surprise to us that the Dodgers will be interested in one of the best free agents on the market. Uh, but it is kind of fun to have that confirmation that the Dodgers are 
at least kicking the tires on Freddie Freeman. Uh, he's a Southern California boy. We would love to have him come home, and adding one of the best left-handed hitters in baseball to your lineup is always a good thing. Now, if they did add Freddie Freeman, uh, that would make this conversation a little different because we're going to be talking again. Uh, Vince yesterday was going off an article on The Athletic by Fabian Ardaya, just kind of going through each of the positions uh, and, and digging into that. And you know, when we look at the Dodgers' current starting infield, of Trey Turner at short, Justin Turner at third, Max Muncie at first, and Gavin Lux at second base. That's a pretty solid starting infield. Uh, you know, there, there's question marks there. Justin Turner's not getting any younger, but uh, with the, the DH coming to the National League, hopefully keep him off his feet a little bit more, be able to keep his bat in the lineup while giving him some days off, uh, which hopefully would help him stay healthy and consistent offensively all season. Gavin Lux seemed to be figuring things out at the end of of the season last year, and hopefully he can carry that over because he's a very good hitter. Uh, and and if Max Muncy's elbow is fully recovered, you know Max Muncy is a great great hitter and has turned himself into a Gold Glove quality first baseman. And then Trey Turner is one of the best shortstops in baseball, offensively and defensively. And so it's a really really solid starting infield. Uh, and then then you get to the bench, and it's a it has potential to be solid because you've got Edwin Rios and Matt Beatty who are both uh, left-handed hitters and right-handed throwers. Both of them have some positional flexibility in that you can put them in multiple positions. Neither of them is going to inspire you to write a sonnet with their defense, uh, but they can both really hit. Rios was really bad last year before he went down with his shoulder injury. And I have to assume that the shoulder injury is why he was really bad because he was much, much better in 2020 and sorry, in 2020. Uh, and you know, he's a guy, he's got a ton of power, probably the most power in the Dodgers system and has shown signs of being a really good major league hitter, uh, when he's healthy. So hopefully he can come back fully healthy. Matt Beatty had his ups and downs last year. His ups were really, really good. He, you had that seven, seven RBI game against the Brewers. I think, um, he had, a span of like three weeks where he had 25 RBIs or something. Like he was really, really good at times, but he wasn't super consistent. And that's the hard thing about his current role. You know, he doesn't really have a defensive position. I don't think Dave Roberts has a ton of faith in him defensively at times. And so it's going to be hard for him to get at bats, except there is a DH now. And so maybe he gets more at bats uh, against right-handed pitching as the DH, which would be, Good for him to, to get him more consistent. I still think there's a decent chance we see Matt Beatty traded at some point simply because I think Matt Beatty could be a starting first baseman for a what, what we used to call second division teams, basically a non-contender right now. I don't know that Beatty could be a starter for a team that plans on winning the World Series. Uh, he, he's a very valuable bench player for a team like that, but uh, I think he has a chance to be a starter for a team with slightly lower aspirations. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, depending on if the Dodgers are looking to trade for pitching, depending on who their partner is. Obviously, the Reds probably aren't looking for a starting first baseman because they have that Votto guy. Uh, but, you know, and, and another team might be interested in Matt Beatty as a pretty solid option as a starter. And I think I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Beatty uh, be a very good hitter if he got that that chance to be a starting player. Uh, but, you know, one of the things we always talk about with the Dodgers is their depth, their their minor league depth, their, their major league depth, everything. 
And we saw in 2021 that that was kind of tested a little bit. Uh, and some of that had to do with what we've talked about in the past, how uh, we had heard that the gap between the minors and the majors is bigger than it's ever been. And we speculated that maybe had to do with uh, because the 2020 minor league season was canceled. And so maybe that, that missed season for some of these minor leaguers caught up to them. But we saw it last year in guys like uh, Luke Rayleigh and DJ Peters and Zach Rex, guys who came up to the big leagues, had performed really well in the minor leagues, and, and just did not in the big leagues. And uh, so so you never know what you're going to get. But even by regular standards, the Dodgers' infield depth in the minor leagues right now is really questionable. They don't have anybody on the 40-man roster who can step in and play infield. Now, the good thing is they have Chris Taylor and Zach McKinstry, both of whom can play infield and outfield and really will serve as some of that depth on both sides, on the infield and the outfield. We're going to talk about both. And McKinstry and Taylor both play heavily into that depth on both sides because the options in the minor leagues for the Dodgers in the infield, excuse me, are Eddie Alvarez, Sheldon Noisy, Michael Bush, and Miguel Vargas. None of those guys are currently on the 40-man roster. Alvarez is on a minor league deal. Noisy was DFA'd right before the before the lockout started, so I think he's in limbo right now. And then Bush and Vargas are top-ish prospects, but neither of them are on the 40-man roster. I think Vargas could probably hit in the big leagues right now, and maybe he'll get that chance with the universal DH coming, even if his defense isn't ready. Maybe we see him. Bush, I think, is not ready and probably needs another year, at least in the minor leagues. And so you don't have one of those guys who's just ready to be called up right now, uh, at least among the prospects. And so that's where Chris Taylor and Zach McKinstry do come in. McKinstry is such a big question mark because he was so good the first month and a half or whatever the season before he hurt his oblique. And he was out for a long time, and he just wasn't good when he came back. And so uh, one of the big questions for me for the season is, can early season Zach McKinstry show up? Because if so, that's a huge boon to the Dodgers, to their depth, to everything that they're trying to do, to employing the universal DH. You know, McKinstry can factor in there. There's so many things that uh, a good, productive Zach McKinstry could help with the, with the Dodgers. So that's the infield. Um you know, there's there's plenty to think about. Like I said, the starting infield, uh, even if they don't make any moves, that is an all-star caliber. I mean, Trey Turner, Max Muncy, Justin Turner are all literal all-stars. Gavin Lux definitely has potential to be a future all-star. Uh, and so there's a ton of – it's a really good starting infield, even if they don't make any moves. Obviously, if they were to sign Freddie Freeman, maybe that makes Lux more expendable in a trade. Who knows what that could – you know, maybe it makes Lux into more of a utility guy like Chris Taylor, a lot of things could happen uh, if they do go get Freddie Freeman or somebody else. Uh, but, you know, where they stand right now, it's a pretty good situation for the Dodgers infield. So I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about the outfield and what we have going on there. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every day and keep it Locked On Dodgers. Let's talk about Built Bar. Look, I've told you about Built Bar a ton. Uh, last week, my, my son went down to a, a baseball camp in Las Vegas and when I was helping him pack, you know, he just grabbed a handful, like 15 Built Bars, threw them in his little Dodgers cooler with the ice pack, and uh, and he just took that for his snacks, and he ate those as snacks throughout the day uh, in between sessions at the camp and, and all that. And I love that my kids have something healthy and delicious they can eat for a snack when they need it. I love that I have it too. 
um, because that's what they are. They're delicious. Built Bars are delicious because Built Bar starts with delicious. And then they say, okay, now how can we make, make this healthy? And I don't know how they do it. I think maybe witchcraft is involved perhaps because I don't know how else you make something that tastes that's good, that good that is low sugar, low carb, low calorie, high protein, and high fiber. But they do it. And I'll tell you what, there's no witchcraft involved in is getting a discount on Built Bar. Because all you got to do is go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. And that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's talk about the Dodgers outfielders. Uh, first, I want to remind or thank you again for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every day. It means a lot to us. We love talking baseball, talking Dodgers with you, and we hope you enjoy listening to us. And if this is your first time here, we hope you'll come back. Um, the Dodgers outfield right now, their starting outfield is ridiculous. You've got former MVP Mookie Betts in right field. You have former MVP Cody Bellinger in center field. And you have former MVP, MVP candidate A.J. Pollock in left field. Uh, you've got, you know, I, I've joked that the Dodgers could put me in left field and still have the best defensive outfield in baseball because Betts and Bellinger are so good. Well, A.J. Pollock is a lot better than me. He's not quite on their level. He's not on 2015 A.J. Pollock level. But he is solid defensively, and we saw last year. He put effort into his defense, and he improved defensively last year. Uh, and so... This outfield, you know, you've got these two former MVPs, and A.J. Pollock was a better hitter than either of them last year. That's crazy. A.J. Pollock, the last two seasons, 2020 and 2021, has been the Dodgers' best-hitting outfielder, and and he is so, so good when he's right. And, you know, he, he can be frustratingly uh, inconsistent at times. Remember last year, Early July, Vince and I did an episode in which we said A.J. Pollock needs to not bat against right-handed pitching anymore. Uh, and that was, I think, when he had just finished seven straight strikeouts over two games. Well, he won player of the week that week, a week that started with, with seven straight strikeouts. He was so good the rest of that week. He still won player of the week and just was basically, he was lights out for the next month and was solid for the rest of the season. Uh, if we get second half A.J. Pollock from last year, and, and you know, Mookie Betts hopefully returning from that nagging hip injury. Hopefully he can come in healthy. Bellinger had so many injuries last year. He was already recovering from the shoulder surgery. Then he had the fluke broken leg and just fluke injury after fluke injury. And and if he can come into the season healthy and, and can get consistent, and that starting outfield has potential to be easily the best outfield in baseball. Like talent-wise, it's there. Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball. Cody Bellinger, when he's healthy, absolutely one of the best players in baseball. A.G. Pollock has been at times and offensively still is right up there with one of the best hitting outfielders in baseball. So, so good. Now, fourth outfielder? Well, this is where we get back into Chris Taylor and Zach McKinstry because they are two of the backup infielders. They are the only two backup outfielders. Uh, the Dodgers don't have any other dedicated outfielders who are likely to be on their roster. They've got 
Taylor and McKinstry. Now, Chris Taylor can play excellent defense wherever you put him. He is an outstanding defender in the infield and the outfield, uh, and obviously he's a very good hitter. You don't lose anything by putting Chris Taylor out there once in a while. McKinstry, on the other hand, is, I'd call him maybe average defensively in the outfield, and and he's not quite the hitter that some of these guys are, but he can be solid. And a lot of that comes down, like I said in the last segment, to how much he can replicate those first month and a half or so of last season. If that was the true Zach McKinstry, if we see that again, that is super-duper valuable. Uh, the big question, though, is what happens after those guys? What if one of those guys does get hurt? Because you don't really have – you've got two guys on the 40-man roster, two outfielders who could step in, Luke Rayleigh and James Outman. Uh, James Outman is one of the best athletes in the Dodgers system, uh, but I don't think he's ready for the big leagues. And I think sitting on the bench in the big leagues would damage his, his, uh, development. So I don't think that's likely, you know, so maybe a brief cup of coffee. Uh, it's, it's kind of rare to have a guy on the 40 man roster, not get called up at all for the Dodgers these days. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see him at some point. Uh, this season, but I don't expect it to be for very long just because I think his development needs him to be starting in the minor leagues. Luke Rayleigh, on the other hand, is such a huge question mark because how much of his struggle, like he was so good in the minors last year and so bad in the majors, and we just have no idea how much of that was due to the 2020 season being canceled. You know, there's a very good chance that Luke Rayleigh, just with another season under his belt, he will come in and be able to start replicating some of that minor league success at the major league level. There's also a very real possibility that Luke Rayleigh is just a four, a player, the kind of guy who's too good for triple a, not good enough for the big leagues. Those guys exist. I'm not ready to say Luke Rayleigh is one of them, uh, but we have to acknowledge that possibility. But I do think that he is the most likely guy. If we do have an injury to any outfielder, Luke Rayleigh seems likely to get called up and, maybe not fill in a starting position, but be that guy on the bench. And and then we'll see what he can do at the big league level. He is surprisingly athletic. Uh, he looks like kind of like a baby deer if baby deer were born as massive human beings. Uh, he kind of got that Hunter Pence look to him where, you know, I used to joke Hunter Pence, everything he does, it looks like it's the first time he's ever done it. And Luke Rayleigh's got some of that going on. But guess what? Hunter Pence had a pretty darn good career. Uh, you don't have to look smooth to to be a good baseball player. And so Luke Rayleigh, I think there's potential there. He's got massive power, probably behind Rios, maybe, you know, um, maybe the most power in the Dodgers organization behind Edwin Rios. Uh, just Hits light tower, tape measure home runs in batting practice. He's got huge arms. Very likable, you know. You got to root for Luke Rayleigh, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Luke Rayleigh actually makes some contributions to the 2022 Dodgers. Uh, the other two options who aren't on the 40 man roster you got Stefan Romero, who the Dodgers just signed to a minor league contract. I think he's played the last several years in Korea, hasn't played in the big league since like 2016. He's got a lot of power. We, we don't know what to expect from a guy coming back from Korea. Um, Nobody really has any idea what to expect from Stefan Romero, but I expect, based on what we've seen from the Dodgers in previous years, I think we're going to see a lot of Stefan Romero in spring training games. He's going to be one of those guys who you're like, oh, that guy's playing again? Wow, I'd never even heard of him until a couple weeks ago, and now I'm seeing him on my TV every day. Uh, and he's going to get his chance to show what he can do in in spring training. Chances are he'll play most of the season in AAA, um, but you know who knows? He, he may be a contributor. 
The other one is Jason Martin, another guy the Dodgers signed to a minor league deal. Jason Martin is extremely athletic, very fast. He's got some pop. Uh, a few years ago, I was, when he was playing for the Bowie's Creek Astros, uh, I saw him play against the Myrtle Beach Pelicans at, when I was in Myrtle Beach. And he actually hit three home runs in the game. His first three bats, he homered. Got three more at-bats in the game for a chance to to get his fourth homer. Ended up three for six. Uh, but, you know, he's got that pop. He's a local boy, happy to be with the Dodgers, I assume. And very athletic. He's the kind of guy, he's got a skill set that I can see the Dodgers player development system turning into something. I don't expect an all-star or even a major league starter, but Jason Martin could be something. But the depth the Dodgers have right now, I mean, they really are depending on Betts, Bellinger, and Pollock staying healthy. And, you know, having Chris Taylor to to fill in occasionally for those guys. But, you know, if the Dodgers can have better health luck this year than they did last year, that will go a long way towards their outfield being productive. Because the fact is, when those guys are healthy and productive, it is the best outfield in baseball uh, by a pretty big margin. And uh, and that's that's awesome. So the Dodgers, I mean, you look at this infield and outfield going along with the catchers, Will Smith, that Vince talked about yesterday. And the Dodgers have legit all-stars at all eight positions. And, you know, when when, when Walker Bueller's on the mound, you're starting, if you got Bueller on the mound, Smith catching, Muncie at first, Lux at second, Trey at short, JT at third, Pollock in left, Bellinger in center, and Betts in right, that could be an all-star team. That is a very, very good team. Question comes down to health and depth. And so... As always, there's always going to be question marks with this team. We'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, and I do expect some more moves. Uh, you know, Obviously, the Dodgers still have some work to do on the pitching, as Vince mentioned yesterday. Um, but I expect some moves uh, for position players, too. Uh, once the lockout ends, I think they're going to get busy. And so the actual opening day roster will probably look quite a bit different than what we talked about today. But as of right now, they're sitting pretty and uh, gets me excited for the season to start. And it makes me... A little bit sad that uh, we still don't know when that's going to be. So I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about the latest in the labor situation, plus some other news and notes from around the league. Uh, I feel like this week in baseball, they used to, this week in baseball's twib notes from around the league. Uh, we won't call them twib notes. We'll call them LOD notes, a locked on Dodgers notes. I don't know. Uh, maybe we don't need an acronym for it. But whatever it is, thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first lesson every day and keep it Locked On Dodgers. Hey, football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
All right, I'm back. I'm going to give you a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, I am pretty stressed right now because I am 20 minutes and 48 seconds into this recording. And uh, this is my second time doing this episode because I finished it up and discovered that my microphone did not record. And so I, I don't have any way of knowing if this recording is actually working until after I'm done and I hit stop and I see if there's audio. So if you're hearing this right now, that means it worked. Congratulations to all of us. If you're not, maybe there's not going to be an episode tomorrow because, uh, you know, I've already done this twice and I'm not doing it again. Who, who am I kidding? I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it as many times as it takes, but hopefully this time is going to work. So a uh, little bit of news from around the league. The It was announced late on Wednesday that the league and the union will be meeting again today, Thursday. Uh, the, the players will be presenting a proposal and uh, I don't think this is going to be the one that gets the job done. I, uh, in a way, it would be a little bit sad if it was because you know, I think public opinion is mostly on the side of the players. And if it was a player's proposal that got things done, that probably means they gave up more than they should have. But I sure do wish that they would change the structure of these meetings and actually get people in the room who are authorized to actually negotiate like, I want some back and forth, but what we've been getting is back and then four days later forth, uh, and there's not time for that. I want them going back and forth in a meeting. I want them to spend five hours today going back and forth, arguing about things, discussing things, and then go home, talk to your constituents overnight, and get back to, on tomorrow morning and do another five or six hour session. That's how you're going to get this thing done, and the fact is, time is running out. They need to get this done. And uh, I, you know, I don't know how to make that happen. I wish I did. If I was in charge, it would have already happened. I'm not in charge, unfortunately. Hashtag Jeff for commissioner. Uh, but, you know, hopefully we'll at least get some news out of this. Hopefully they'll make some progress. Obviously, Vince and I will be here tomorrow to talk about any news that there is from that meeting. Uh, other news from around the league. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman retired. Uh, of the Nationals. He was actually the Nationals' first draft pick ever when they moved from Montreal and changed their name from the Expos to the Nationals. Their very first draft, their first pick was Ryan Zimmerman. He ended up playing his whole major league career with the Nationals, uh, played on some really bad teams, and then played on some good teams, and then eventually won that 2019 World Series with the Nationals uh, that I don't want to talk about. Uh, but, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not going to get many, if any, Hall of Fame votes, but he had a good, solid career for a long time, beloved in, in D.C., and I'm happy for him. You never really know for sure when a guy retires how much on his own terms it is, but you know, playing your whole career with one team, going out like this, I'm as happy for him as I can be. Congratulations to him. Uh, speaking of the Nationals, we also got word that uh, just before the lockout, the Nationals offered Juan Soto an extension, 13 years and $350 million, and he he turned it down. Uh, neither of those things is surprising. It's not surprising that the Nats would want to lock up Soto. He is, you know, maybe the best hitter in baseball right now, and he's young, he's great, and there's no reason to think he's not going to continue to be great. It's also not surprising that Juan Soto would turn it down because if he can stay healthy and productive, he's going to hit free agency at 26 and he's going to make a ton of money. You know, there are people saying that he has a chance to be the first $500 million contract and that sounds about right to me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's the Dodgers that give him that contract at some point in a couple of years. Uh, but, it, you know, he wasn't ready to, to uh, sell himself short right now 
Uh, we've seen a lot of players take that that long extension to lock in their earnings, and he's betting on himself. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this new CBA, how that might affect his free agency. It also might affect his ability to make money right now when he's younger. Uh, if if guys are able to make more money younger, these team-friendly deals will go away. I've said before that Ozzy Albies probably doesn't sign his mega team-friendly deal if he had already been able to earn a few million dollars. But instead, he only made the league minimums. And so even though he had $12 million worth of production, he had made about a million dollars. And you know, after taxes and everything, you're not set for life at that point. And so when the Braves came along and said, here, here's guaranteed money, it made sense for Albies to take it. But if he had been able to earn a few million bucks, so he did have some of that financial security, then he has a little more leverage there, which obviously is why the owners might not like that idea of, you know, if, if you can't get the team-friendly contracts, that's a bad thing for the owners. So that's one of the many examples of what these two sides are probably arguing about right now. Um, but uh, that's the Juan Soto news. The last thing I want to talk about, I don't want to talk about, but I feel like I should this Angels trial, the former Angels clubhouse guy who's on trial for providing drugs to players, including Tyler Skaggs, who passed away uh, due to the drugs. Um, it's an ugly situation. They've had former players uh, testifying, including Matt Harvey, the saddest one. Uh, he went into some detail about his own drug use. Fortunately, unfortunately, that led to Terry Collins being on an interview on SNY where he maybe violated HIPAA and at least uh, made it clear that uh, nobody should ever trust him to be their manager again. Uh, just disclosing a lot of Matt Harvey's personal information, uh, things that should be between Harvey and his doctors and, and, you know, shouldn't have been shed publicly. Terry Collins felt the need to talk about it. Um, but when I think about Matt Harvey, I think his career is over. Their word came down that he's probably facing at least a 60-game suspension if a team does sign him since he admitted in court to providing drugs to Tyler Skaggs. Um, and so you've got a guy who hasn't been good since 2015. That was his last good season. And it's not like the the seasons since then, the six years since then, have been mediocre. They've been bad. His best OP, uh, ERA plus in that time is 83 which is 17% worse than league average. His combined ERA the last six seasons is 592. Like he, he's bad now. He's 33 or almost 33. He will be at the end of spring training. Um, so you've got a guy who hasn't been good in seven years, is really bad, uh, has a drug problem, and has a suspension hanging over his head. It's hard to see any team signing him. Uh, and so it, it's very, it's a sad what might have been story for Matt Harvey. I, I'll always remember watching the episode of Law and Order when they talked about uh, taking off early for work, the cops, so they could go uh, to to City Field to watch Matt Harvey pitch because it was Harvey Day. Harvey Day used to be a thing. He was had so much promise, and oh, it just didn't work out. It's very sad for him, and I, I wish him the best. You know, I hope he can get his life together, even if his baseball career is over. That's about it for for me for today. Um, we talked about the Dodgers infield and outfield. Obviously, that could change and probably will change once the lockout ends. But for now, they're sitting pretty and, and looking pretty good. Uh, I want to thank you guys all for, for being here. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Uh, for your second listen today, go ahead and check out Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. 
If this is your first time listening or watching, hope you enjoyed it and hope you'll come back. If you have friends or family who love the Dodgers as much as you do, be sure to tell them about the show. Maybe they'll check it out. If you're not listening or watching every day, please add one or two days a month to your rotation. That would really help us out. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LockedOnDodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. And the DMs are open at all of those places. Our, our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or texts is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 